0: Blog Talk Radio Welcome to Family Law Talk Family Law Talk presented by Kirk Stangy of Stangy Law Firm PC Stangy Law Firm is a family law firm with offices in Missouri and Illinois Now here's your host Kirk Stangy
1: Welcome to Family Law Talk. We have an interesting topic today. The topic we have today involves a discussion about the choice of school in other words what school will children attend? And uh, what we're, we're really referring to in particular is this, is uh, in child custody cases there can be lots of complex issues. Parents can, can oftentimes be worried about physical custody. They can be worried about things like legal custody uh, in terms of who makes decisions for kids. Uh, there can be a multiplicity of issues out there when you get into specifics about custody schedules and times and days of the week where parents uh, will have the kids with them versus the other parent. Uh, there can be issues related to uh, things like daycare, maybe medical decisions. But one issue which can crop up in a lot of child custody cases is really the issue of school. So in other words, what school will, will the child or children attend either after a divorce or maybe if the parents were never married, and it's a custody case between unmarried parents, commonly referred to as a paternity case. There can be a big, really a big discussion about, or a big debate in a lot of cases about what school the kids will attend. Now, in lots of cases, the parties are able to agree. Uh, This isn't a big issue. Uh, The parents are on the same page. But there are cases where that is not the case at all, and the parents could really have, really, a, a big disagreement. There could even be... Uh, significant disagreements and in, in some cases you'll see homeschooling like one parent wants to homeschool and maybe the other parents against it that can be quite really the litigated issue out there as well um, but taken situations where uh, the parties um, both want the kids enrolled in and really attending a school full time and just looking at that issue uniquely and take a situation where maybe the mother wants the kids to attend one school and the dad wants the kid to attend another school. The question is is really what, what do courts look at? What factors can be big in the eyes of a lot of judges out there? And that's what I really want to focus on here today. And, and having said that, you know, I just want to preface this by saying as well, the laws in every state can vary quite a bit. Um, so you want to be cognizant of the state in which your case is in you certainly want to be sure you talk to an attorney who's licensed and competent to practice law in your specific jurisdiction because again there might be different nuances there might be different uh, factors that courts in your jurisdiction look at that you want to really be cognizant of and I'll just state this as well um, in a lot of these cases judges have Uh, a considerable amount of uh, discretion in really determining what's in the best interest of children in the case. And so it's very important as well to consult with an attorney because uh, as it relates to judges, uh, different judges can sometimes uh, focus on on different things. And to certain judges, there could be certain factors or criteria uh, which can be particularly important to them. So it's definitely important to have an attorney That can help you in your jurisdiction, because again, what we're going to talk about today is really just some general stuff, some general principles, and these are some things I have personally seen uh, in in some cases in which uh, uh, I've been involved, and my firm's been involved. And so, again, where we're going with this is sort of a more general discussion about it. And again, get with an attorney about your specific situation, because there can be lots, lots of different variables. But let's talk about. Uh, some principles out there, some things uh, courts can look at. And I'll just state this as well as a follow-up to the episode. You can go to familylawheadquarters.com. We have an article dated February 21st, 2016, titled, What School Will the Children Attend? And so as a follow-up, you can definitely check out that article. That article goes through uh, a lot of the items in which I'm going to discuss today. But one, one big issue uh, is in a lot of cases the kids might be tending a particular school, right? Uh, so maybe a divorce takes place or gets filed, or maybe a custody case ensues. Maybe it's unmarried parents that were living together, but, but they've split up, or maybe they were never together and a case gets filed. Uh, but let's say uh, kids are already attending one school and they've been in that school uh, for a while maybe, and that's a school In which the kids have uh, been attending that can weigh big in the minds of lots of judges uh, as a general principle I mean generally speaking um, and at least from my experience courts can be uh, reluctant uh, to switch the school that kids have been attending that they've been enrolled in you know I mean if you just think about this practically at times um, you know kids get used to their particular teacher or teachers Uh, they develop friends and relationships with other school uh, with other school students Um, And so it can be quite hard for kids uh, to change schools. So if kids have already been attending one particular school, it can be, uh, frankly, an uphill climb for a lot of parents who might want to switch the school that the kids are already attending. Uh, So that's one general principle. One thing uh, that can often be looked at in these cases is that continuity is oftentimes an important thing and certainly a factor that lots of judges look at uh, in cases uh, where the kids have been attending one particular school. Now, on the other hand, there's some cases where maybe the children are young and they haven't uh, started attending school yet at all. Like maybe the Cossie case ensues, the kids aren't even of school age and they're young and they haven't been at a particular school. Now, that can uh, lead to a totally different analysis in a lot of cases because here the kids uh, aren't used to any particular teachers. Uh, they're not used uh, to other kids where they have friendships or relationship with these kids, and so in those cases, uh, the choice of school can oftentimes be much more wide open um, and And in those cases, then the courts are really looking at it from a ground level, and there can be a lot more variance in terms of the way uh, this can ultimately uh, pan itself out. Now, custody uh, in Missouri, where I predominantly practice and in most states, it uh, comes down to what's in the best interest of the child, ultimately. Uh, so, what you know, what's in the kid's best interest? What's going to help them uh, become uh, the best possible students and help them become the best possible adults when they when they graduate from school and enter the workforce is ultimately what most courts are looking at uh, in terms of the choice of school uh, in a lot of these different cases. Um, having said that when you get into the specifics of schools, so um, specifics of schools really can have can have a big bearing. So take cases maybe where there's a significant challenge for a child or children. Maybe a child has a, a particular learning disability. Uh, maybe they can have uh, some sort of medical condition, which could ultimately have a bearing on their learning. Uh, these can be significant issues and can become significant challenges. Uh, sometimes, uh, maybe a child has been attending a particular school, and they've been going there for a while, but maybe they're not doing well at all. Uh, in some instances, they might not be doing well because, again, they might have a significant educational challenge. Uh, maybe they have a learning disability. Maybe there's a medical condition out there, and maybe uh, the school uh, isn't either meeting the need of this particular child, This spe- really this specific special educational need, or maybe the school, uh, in theory, doesn't have uh, the ability to do so. Um, And that can be certainly a situation in some cases. So in some cases where you have specific educational needs out there, and the issue is that the child isn't really succeeding in the school, and maybe it comes down to the school being unable to meet the needs of this particular child... In a lot of these cases, really an educational assessment can be important by uh, an educational professional, and that can be significant in some cases. So in some cases, judges might um, uh, request that the parties do this, which is have an educational assessment done to really determine what's in the best interest of a child. Sometimes a child's not doing well in a particular school, uh, but there might not be a reason to make a change. In other words, a school is maybe meeting the needs of the child, Uh, Maybe the school has the facilities and the teachers uh, and really the special programs out there to meet the needs of the child, but for whatever reason, uh, the child's still not doing well. Sometimes uh, this can relate to issues outside of school in theory. Sometimes uh, strife on the part of a family uh, can be an issue. Sometimes it can be uh, an outside-of-school situation like homework not being completed, maybe in one parent's home versus the other or the environment of one parent's home ultimately can have really a trickle-down effect on the child and their success. But again, in a lot of cases where there's a special educational need, um, uh, it's important to have an educational assessment done, and the educational assessment can get to the bottom of the situation. In other words, recommend, uh, uh, is a school change needed, is a school change not needed, Uh, Maybe it's a situation where the child doesn't need a school change, but maybe they need tutoring uh, outside of school. Maybe they need some other uh, assistance outside of school, but maybe inside of the school. And maybe the recommendation is ultimately uh, by the educational professional that the child remain in the same school. Uh, Sometimes there can be situations where maybe the educational assessment comes to the opposite conclusion, that uh, at the end of the day, the school change is needed. Uh, in order for the child to succeed and do better. But, again, educational assessments, definitely something to think about, uh, definitely something to consider in a lot of cases, because this can be an aid uh, to the court uh, in in certain cases in terms of helping provide a recommendation for what's in the best interest of the child. Um, In a lot of these cases, a guardian ad litem gets appointed by the court. In other words, a court-appointed attorney to help represent uh, the interest of the child uh, in these school cases where there's a, a dispute over schools, uh, the guardian ad litem can oftentimes help the court a lot. They might do things, for example, like talk to teachers, uh, talk to counselors, uh, maybe the child's in counseling, for example. Uh, maybe medical professionals uh, need to be talked to and, of course, the parents. And, and oftentimes a guardian ad litem can help make a recommendation to the court in terms of what's in the best interest of the child as well. And from my experience in these complex uh, cases where uh, there's a dispute over the school, a child will attend, guardian ad litems are oftentimes appointed, and the guardian ad litem can help perform an evaluation. Other things that I've seen courts look at uh, in particular cases uh, in terms of making choices of school uh, would be be things like this. So uh, you look at data regarding... Uh, a school or a school district. So things like graduation uh, uh, rates can be uh, one thing a court might look at. Maybe standardized test scores uh, might be something uh, that's looked at as well. And then just overall school rankings in terms of where a school is ranked. In some cases, uh, the choice of school difference when you look at the standardized test scores and the rankings might be minute. In other words, the the schools are ranked very similarly. There's not a big difference. Um, but in some cases there can be a really a wide discrepancy. In other words, uh, you know, when a court looks at the, the different school options that are out there, one school is just substantially uh, better than another school. And that in some cases can be, a factor that courts ultimately look and rely on as well. You know, finally, the issue of payment can come into it as well. In a lot of these school cases, uh, private school can come into play. In other words, you know, one parent wants the child to go to private school versus, let's say, a public school. And in these cases, payment uh, of uh, private school is an important factor. So uh, who who's willing to pay for private school? Um, and how much does it cost, and are the parties even able to pay it, uh, can ultimately be a big uh, situation that, uh, or a big factor that courts look at in terms of the school issue, uniquely in cases where you're dealing with a public uh, versus a private school. And then you get into some specific legal requirements in terms of um, when a court could order an unwilling parent to pay for private school or not, and that's a complex topic Uh, as well, and the laws can certainly vary uh, by state on that particular topic. Typically in Missouri, uh, if a parent is unwilling to pay for private school, there's some cases out there that talk about uh, a special educational need um, being uh, a factor or a requirement, if you will, for a party uh, to be ordered to pay for the cost of private school, uh, where there's a public school available that can meet the needs. Obviously, that's a complex topic, very intricate, and definitely one you'd want to talk to an attorney about um, if this is something that might affect you. So, again, interesting topic. What school will children attend? As a follow up to the episode, go to familylawheadquarters.com. Check out the article dated February 21st, 2016, titled, What School Will the Children Attend? Um, that concludes our topic today. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned to our next topic on Family Law Talk coming up. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you for listening to Family Law Talk with Kirk Stange. Visit StangeLawFirm.com for more about today's topic or to put Stange Law Firm to work for your family today. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision that should not be based solely upon advertisements. Neither the Supreme Court of Missouri or Illinois reviews or approves certifying organizations or specialist designations. The information you obtain on this podcast is not, nor is it intended to be legal advice. You should contact an attorney for advice regarding your individual situation. We invite you to contact us and welcome your calls, letters, and electronic mail. Contacting us does not create an attorney-client relationship. Please do not send any confidential information to us until such time as an attorney-client relationship has been established. And finally, past results afford no guarantee of future results. And every case is different and must be judged on its own merits. Kirk Staney is responsible for the content. Principal Place of Business, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450, Clayton, Missouri, 63105.